It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Welcome to Elvis Targeted Individual Community Call. It's Monday, May 18th, 2015. So I'm going to talk about the American Civil Liberties Union uh, because the vast majority, if not all, uh, targeted individuals have contacted it within their local jurisdictions or cities or states uh, the American Civil Liberties Union in order to intervene on their behalf in reference to this uh, group or gangs, organized stalking, street theater, and also this non-consensual human experimentation, in particular in cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnology that are being utilized offensively to deliberately impair cognitive, motor, central nervous system, and or behavioral functions. They have, I am sure, received thousands of letters on repeated basis from TIs, such as myself, who have outlined in detail what was transpiring. And it's always been a little bit of a puzzle to me that the American Civil Liberties Union in particular, in my case, they wanted to keep any of the documents that I've sent to them. They have actually said they can't help, and then they have returned the documentation that was sent to them. So it, I finally, I think I got my answer today um, on Democracy Now!, uh, which is Monday, May 18th, and I'll put the link in there for you to go to. Um, uh, they were covering the uh, death penalty for the Sardov, uh in the anti-execution state brings complications, not closure. And it has to do with the, uh, uh, the Chungan receiving the death penalty for the Boston bombing. And they had someone by the name of Benny Rebouf uh, director of the American Civil Liberties Union's John Adams Project, who has 26 years of experience as a capital defense attorney. And what came out of what, maybe it slipped, I'm not sure, but it it is relevant um, because she makes this comment. Um, she was asked a question about Dashkar Sarnov, uh, 21-year-old now, uh, if, Denny, uh, if you, Denny LaBeouf, and talk about the significance of his age when he committed this act. So Denny LaBeouf says, yeah, he was 19 years old. He was, he was a kid. It was a terrible act, but the United States Supreme Court has recognized recently when we belatedly joined the world in saying you cannot execute or death sentence people under the age of 18. They recognized that we've advanced in the neuroscience of understanding what every parent who's raised a teenager knows, that at some point you look at the best kid in the world and say, what were you thinking? We now know that the answer to that is, what was he thinking with? Question mark. And what he was thinking with was a 19-year-old brain. It is undeveloped. It is an undeveloped brain. It is not fully. We are not fully developed at that age. And you look at these... 
action and you look at how horrible so anyway what she's basically saying is that the universal understanding so then she goes on to talk about how um, the universal understanding of the neuroscience is that this kid's brain okay so what does that mean well that means that as part of this law and neuroscience project that I have discussed because in 2010 I wrote an extensive letter I broke it down as to what was transpiring this is before Obama talked about the brain project it is before it was actually before you even had the ability uh, they changed your ability to contact members of the law and neuroscience project and I think that they have been involved with it looking at the law looking at the advances in biometric technologies brain scans etc and they have been keeping in the background so that they could be a part of it but what they have done then if this is the case is that they have allowed targets such as myself and other TIs who have come forward about the offensive use of cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies, and they've kept a collective code of silence. So this is the first time that, that, that I've really seen where the American Civil Liberties Union is utilizing their knowledge of the advances in neurotechnology, neuroscience, etc., but they're utilizing it, and for the court system, but look at all the targets who have written to them about being used as human guinea pigs without their consent. And I will tell you flat out that they have returned actual documentation that I have sent to them, to me. They didn't even want it in their possession. And I was always a bit confused about that. Well, I think I have my answer from the ACLU. It's because more than likely they have been working with this group in the Law and Neuroscience Project, maybe without being named, and monitoring what's happening. But, they're, but that way, what they're not doing is they're not helping these victims who are being utilized in the form of TIs. So where are our civil rights? Where are our civil liberties? Where are our constitutionally protected rights and liberties? Because if they have knowledge of this, then they also probably know that all those targets who wrote letters to them, who called them, who tried to talk with their attorneys to tell them what was going on, they flat out, flat out deprived us of our rights. And I do accuse them of that. Because if I can hear this Danny LaBeouf talking about how she's pretty knowledgeable about the advances in cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies and biotechnologies, and the neurotechs which do the functional magnetic resonance and all these other brain capacities, then where the fuck have they been? Well, we had targets who were being tortured to death while they were experimenting with their brains. Where was the ACLU stepping up to the plate for the victims? So let me give you a little overview of the Law and Neuroscience Project. So I'll give you the link to today, and then you'll hear her talking about it, how they're attempting to utilize now neuroscience to say, well, kids don't know what they're doing. You know, I mean, yes, you can be radicalized, but there is a mechanism in all kids that say there is a difference between right and wrong. And I told you before that they will probably use minors because that way, if anything happened to a, an adult target, they would sit there and say, hey, you know, the minor... They didn't really know what they were doing. It was just a game. That is all a crock of motherfucking bullshit. 
These kids know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly that they're inflicting pain and or suffering, and they do it and they get off on it. So I got a problem with this, especially when, when the American Civil Liberties Union is attempting to utilize the advances in neuroscience to proclaim that, well, these kids don't know what they're doing. No, they use these kids because I was in the peace movement and there were certain groups that used minors to get in trouble because their records would be sealed. So we have dead targets out there. So I don't allow them to use any freaking narratives and or excuses when it comes to targeting unarmed, defenseless, law-abiding Americans who have no fucking firewalls to protect themselves against these biotechnologies and directed energies. But if the American Civil Liberties Union has been getting complaints because every single target, including the new ones, when I hear them talking, they all went to the American Civil Liberties Union and said, "We, I am being targeted, I need your help. And they have slammed those doors closed in every target's faces. And in my case, they won't even keep the information because I have sufficient documentation. They have sent the information back to me so that they don't even have a record of them receiving it. And you've got this Denny LaBeouf over here talking about neuroscience. So let me give you an overview of the Law and Neuroscience Project. See, I'm not letting anybody off the hook. You have to understand, I don't give a shit who you are. I give a shit about, especially if you're an agency that promotes civil rights and civil liberties, and you slam the door in my face, and I hear you talking about neuroscience, I'm going to come out up against you. Here's a fact sheet, um, the fact sheet about the Law and Neuroscience Project, published on October 9, 2007. 2007. Okay, it wasn't until 2013 in the State of the Union Address that uh, President Obama talked about the Brain Project. Six years after the fact of a, of a group that was given an initial $10 million from the John D. and Catherine P. MacArthur Foundation. So it says, what is the Law and Neuroscience Project? The Law and Neuroscience Project is the first systemic, systematic effort to bring together the world, uh, worlds of law and science on questions of how courts should deal with recent breakthroughs in neuroscience as they relate to matters of assessing guilt, innocent, punishment, bias, truth-telling, and other issues. The project is supported by an initial three-year, $10 million grant from the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. It will be centered at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and will involve scientists and legal scholars from more than two dozen universities nationwide. Which universities are participating? And this is from 2007. So I'm going to tell you that there are more universities, but these were the initial ones. Columbia University, Dartmouth University, George Mason University, Harvard University, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, New York University, Northwestern University, Princeton University, Rutgers University, Stanford University, University of British Columbia, University of California, Berkeley, University of California, Riverside, University of California, Santa Barbara, 
University of Chicago, University of Illinois, Urbana Champaign, University of Minnesota, University of New Mexico, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, University of Pennsylvania. So here's one, uh, University of San Diego, University of Southern California, or USC, University of Virginia, Vanderbilt University, Washington University, and St. Louis. Now you have to understand that University uh, UCSF, UCLA, UC Santa Cruz, all of them, all of them. Okay, but this was the initial in 2007. That is how many universities are involved with the advances of cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies for the law. Do you understand what a collective conspiracy and a code of science and a conspiracy against rights is about? You're looking at it. Okay? Now, let's go back to the University of Pennsylvania. 2007, the University of Pennsylvania. The president of the University of Pennsylvania is Dr. Amy Gutman. Dr. Amy Gutman is involved with the neuroscience project. Targets, Dr. Amy Gutman was, was placed as the head of the Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues, and that came on the hills of finding out that the United States in collaboration with Guatemalan government, were conducting syphilis experiments on prisoners, mental patients, prostitutes, and other lower or the forgotten forms of society. So not, it was exactly in conjunction with the Tuskegee syphilis experiments that they did on the African-American men. Because of that, the president put together an uh, ethics board to begin looking to see if there were non-consensual human experimentations taking place, in particular in the United States of America. Targeted victims went with their brain scans, their PET scans, their MRIs, their fMRIs. And they talked about how they were being manipulated and that they were using not only directed energy, but cognitive neuroscience in manipulation of brain functions. What is that? That is neuroscience. Who's the head of the commission that President Obama appointed? Dr. Amy Gutman. She looked at all those victims, especially the ones that had their scans, with the scars and the damages that have in the tumors and acted like she didn't know what was going on. Yet, and that was in 2011 and 2012. 2007, the University of Pennsylvania is involved with the Law and Neuroscience Project. You want to know corruption and a true conspiracy, a Title 18 felony under conspiracy, you're looking right at it. So those were the universities that were involved at the time. What will the Law and Neuroscience Project do? At the outset, three working groups of scholars and legal experts will address the topics of addiction, brain abnormalities, and normal decision-making as they relate to concepts in the law such as criminal responsibility. Each working group will be directed by the, a neuroscientist 
and a legal expert and include up to 15 neuroscientists, legal scholars, philosophers, and practitioners involved in the legal system, including a judge. Each group will review the current research and scholarship in neuroscience, in law, identifying the gaps in knowledge and understanding and develop specific research proposals in each area that would contribute to improve law, policy, and legal proceedings. What will be the results of the law and neuroscience project? So this was the initial, and I'll give you the link and you can go over it. What I'm trying to say is that this was the year 2007. Any major university, and most of those people who sit on the panel of the Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues belong to one or more or consult with one or more of the initial universities that told the targets, don't bother coming back. We will no longer allow anyone from your group to pre- uh, present public comments at any one of our gatherings anymore. You want to talk about a deprivation of rights under the color of goddamn motherfucking law? You're looking at it. But I've always wondered about the non-government organizations. Yes, there are some who don't have a lot of money. But this is a, this is a major class action lawsuit because we have targets spread throughout the United States who have come forward to all proper authorities at the local, state, and federal level, non-government organizations. And one of the critical and key organizations that 99.9% of PI victims have come forward to is the American Civil Liberties Union. Now, why would they proclaim or not bother to look into that many claims of targeting of, in particular, their cognitive, motor, and central nervous system functions as non-consensual human targets in experimentation? Well, it appears that I got my answer today from Demi LaBeouf because she's all about the neuroscience. You know, we have, we have people talking about the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the optical recognition and the vocal recognition. And all of this stuff is called biometrics. But we're, they're already beyond it. You see, in 2007, they've already moved beyond the basic biometrics of optical, facial, emotion recognition. They're all about all of that, optical, facial, emotion, vocal, to brain recognition. This is how far behind everybody is. But you have the leading scholars, leading judges, and they're making decisions about something that the public doesn't even know about so that everything will be in place so that if anyone tries to come forward, they know how to obstruct justice. And instead of sitting here saying, oh, so you're trying to use it to get that person off. So you are allowing people to be tortured to death as they experiment and giving them brain damage and brain tumors just so that you could turn around now, um, ACLU, and say, well, we're looking at the neuroscience and the neurotechnology, and we can see that a 19-year-old brain isn't developed. Is that why you're manipulating and radicalizing uh, underage kids so that you could get them to do all your dirty work for you? 
you fucking cowards. So now there's um, some new information from the Vanderbilt University, the MacArthur Foundation Research Networks on Law and Neuroscience. And so the network administration, the directors, Owen D. Jones, New York alumni, Chancellor Professor of Law, Joe B. Wyatt, a distinguished university professor and uh, professor of biological science, Vanderbilt University. Network administrator is Lynn Boiter, University of Virginia. Executive assistant is Sarah Grove, Vanderbilt University Law School. Network members, network chair, I already gave you Owen D. Jones, Members are Richard J. Bonney, Harrison Foundation, Professor of Medicine and Law, uh, Professor of Psychiatry and Neurobehavioral Science, Director, Institute of Law, Psychiatry and Public Policy, Professor of Public Policy, Frank Batten School of Leadership and Public Policy, University of Virginia, B.J. Casey Sackler, Professor for Development Psychobiology, Leo Cornell Medical College, Cornell University. Andre Davis, Judge, United States Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. David L. Fagman, F-A-I-G-M-A-N. John F. DeGardi, Distinguished Professor of Law, Director of the University of California, San Francisco, University of California Hastings Consortium on Law, Science, and Health Policy, University of California Hastings College of the Law. Morris Hoffman, Second Judicial District Court Judge, State of Colorado. Reed Montague, M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E, Virginia Tech Carillion Research Institute and Department of Physics, Virginia Tech, the Wellcome Trust Center for Neuroimaging, University California, uh, Col- University College London, Stephen J. Morse, Ferdinand Wakerman, Hubel Professor of Law, Professor of Psychology and Law in Psychiatry, University of Pennsylvania, Marcus E. Raich, R-A-I-C-H-L-E, Professor of Radiology and Neurology, Washington University in St. Louis. Jennifer Richeson, R-I-C-H-E-S-O-N, John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation Professor of Psychology, Faculty Fellow, Institute for Policy Research, Northwestern University. Elizabeth Scott Harold, R. Medina, Professor of Law, Columbia University. Lawrence Steinberg, Distinguished University Professor, and Laura H. Carnell, Professor of Psychology, Temple University. Kim Taylor Thompson, Professor of Clinical Law, New York University School of Law. Anthony D. Wagner, Professor of Psychology, Director of the Stanford Memory Lab, and Associate Director of the Cognitive and Neurobiological Imaging Center, Stanford University. Gideon Yaffe, Professor of Law and Professor of um, Philosophy, Yale University. Senior Consultants. Jeffrey K. Aguirre, A-G-U-I-R-R-E, Associate Professor of Neurology, Director of the Human Cortical Vision Laboratory of the University of Pennsylvania. Martha J. Farah, Walter H. Annenberg, Professor of Natural Sciences in the Department of Psychology, Director 
of Center for Neuroscience and Society, University of Pennsylvania. We've got a lot of University of Pennsylvania. You know, the woman who sits at the head, Dr. Amy Gutman, who's the president of the University of Pennsylvania that was appointed the head of the Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. The same group that told targets who brought their scans, who spoke publicly about non-consensual human experimentation in the advancement and the militarized offensive use of cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies to manipulate, to impair, to incapacitate cognitive motor central nervous system and or behavioral functions, and they told all of us, don't bother coming back, we don't want to hear it. That is their way of dealing with the crimes that they are basically conspiring with. They know exactly what's going on with targets because they're involved and they're helping to cover it up. But the one that bothers me is the American Civil Liberties Union. Do you hear that? Psychology, law, neurobiology, neuroscience. You remember the one that just came out about the American Psychological Association and the unethical behavior of psychologists in designing, architecturally working with medical professionals to design the torture program on, and then turning around and saying that it wasn't torture because they were the professionals. They know that it's not torture. Sleep depriving them, putting them in shackles, changing the temperatures, blasting music, blasting sound. But that's right, that's not torture. Studying. What, did all, what are a lot of these, these detainees saying after they get out? Well, it's like they were experimenting with us. Well, they have proven that they were experimenting with them. Now you go outside the walls of the detention facilities at Guantanamo and Bagram and Abu Ghraib and the black sites, and let's, take, let's talk about the streets of America and turning the streets of America into a big, huge fucking laboratory and these goddamn motherfucking unethical piece of shit in positions of power, authority, and expertise, keeping a collective code of silence so that they could advance their protocols. But like I said, the one that bothers me the most is hearing someone from the ACLU talking about neuroscience and brain imaging and all the victims who have come forward because you always hear me say this, they have come forward at the local, state, and federal level, non-government organizations, lawyer after lawyer and law firm after law firm. Yet, didn't I just read to you? Judges, lawyers, law schools, school of law, school of psychology, school of medicine, school of neurobiology, school of physics, at the highest universities, the Ivy Leagues of the Ivy Leagues, And they know exactly who targets are. And they keep a collective code of silence or they proclaim that their expertise and what they're doing is for the greater good to advance science and technology. That's all a crock of shit because you know what? Dr. Joseph Mengele said the same motherfucking thing as he slaughtered people in the prison camps in Germany and Poland. 
Don't give me this shit about any greater fucking good when it is being used to offensively harm another human being. Yet the ACLU, and I'm going to remind the ACLU about this one, and let's talk about Skokie, Illinois, okay? So the American Civil Liberties Union taking a stand for free speech in Skokie. Okay, let me explain what Skokie, Illinois is about. The predominantly Jewish neighborhood and some neo-Nazis wanted to have a parade and march with their swastikas in this predominantly Jewish neighborhood. So the ACLU stood up to the plate and said, well, you know, we don't like them, but they have a right to freedom of speech. So they fought on behalf of the Nazis in America. But they couldn't stand up to the plate for law-abiding, unarmed, defenseless human beings who were being blindsided and put into a program and tortured mercilessly. So like I talk shit about other people, I will talk shit about the American Civil Liberties Union too. And I have before. But this was proof positive because I've always wondered why. Why won't they do any investigation into criminal, non-consensual human experimentation in the field of cognitive neuroscience and the advancement of neurotechnologies and nanoneurotechnologies? Well, I got my answer from Denny LaBeouf. Because they're espousing it now. Well, they denied the lives that were systematically destroyed who came forward to them. So anyway, in 1978, the ACLU took a controversial stand for free speech by defending a neo-Nazi group that wanted to march through the Chicago suburbs of Skokie, Illinois, where many Holocaust survivors live. The notoriety of the case caused some ACLU members to resign, but to many others, the case has come to represent the ACLU's unwavering commitment to principles. To principle. In fact, many of the laws the ACLU cited to defend the group's right to free speech and assembly were the same laws it had invoked during the civil rights era when southern cities tried to shut down civil rights marches with similar, similar claims about the violence and disruption the protests would cause. Although the ACLU prevailed in its free speech argument, the neo-Nazi group never marched through Skokie, instead agreeing to stage a rally at Federal Plaza in downtown Chicago. So they could stand up for the Nazis neo-Nazis in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood where, like they said, this is from the ACLU website, that there are Holocaust survivors. We have had thousands of targets who have come forward to them in the vast majority, and you hear the new targets say, I contacted the ACLU, they won't do anything. I provided them with information, they won't do anything. They act like they don't know what's going on. Well, this, this uh, Danny LaBeouf just said that this proved today to me that she knows that they know exactly what's going on with the advances. As she said, the advances in neuroscience here, let me quote the two areas where she's talking about the brain. Um, so it says, um, And I'll give you all the links to the the um,
So in one point she goes, uh, they recognize that we've advanced in the, in the neuroscience of understanding whatever, whatever care. So neuroscience. So she's saying that they are looking at this whole, the neuroscience and law. The universal understanding of the neuroscience is that the, this kid's brain. So when she's talking about it, she's saying that they are looking at this whole brain imaging and brain, th- and brain uh, um, manipulation, but the whole field of cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies. The advance is in neurotechnologies. So neuroscience is the field of neurotechnologies are the means by which to either monitor brain function or manipulate brain function. You're talking about highly, highly. You're talking about targets who are not sheeple, who are highly functional. And then reverse engineering functional brains so that they can reverse the pathways to find out where things go. It's not because people like me or other targets were already like that. See, if you were already like that and you already had a problem, you would have not gotten like me through 43 years of life without any incidents in terms of being able to function as a human being, making a living wage, making a better than living wage for a single person. You're talking about MBAs. You're talking about bachelor's degrees. You're talking about people who are in professions making um, very good living wage and then taking, pulling the rug out from under their lives and reverse engineering their entire human living lives to include their human biological functions. And then attempting to utilize those specious arguments as an excuse to say, see, this is why we need to do this. That's a crock of shit. And they know it. And so do I. But hearing the ACLU utilize the whole advances in cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies in the courtroom proves to me or gives me the answer to a question I've been asking myself. Why hasn't the American Civil Liberties Union stepped up to the plate for DIs? Well, I got my answer. Because they're also involved with wanting to know how they can utilize these advances or how they can argue in court. But then again, it's at the expense of other innocent people's human living lives. I don't accept that. I don't forget it. And I won't forget. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.